she didn't know. <laughs> so the fact that I woke up and didn't hear any dogs barking, because I guess I like would dream these like thumping sounds in my brain, thinking that someone was like coming up the stairs or something like that. And I knew that Savannah and Aaron weren't home. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to ever live in that big house by myself. <laughs> like, oh, oh, there's no one here. What do I do? Huh. We talked to a neighbor yesterday that was walking their dog. Everybody that walks by the house when we're there, they're like, hey, do you know who bought this house? Yeah, it's us. Yes. <laughs> we do know them. Hi. Hi. It's me, Pri. Uh, it's me, Pri. <laughs> so the, he was like, yeah, blah, 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 talking about this place. What do you think of the concept of a buffet-style taco bar? It seems very strange to me. And so I was you not build interested. your own tacos? Yes. At the buffet? Yes. During a pandemic? Well, the, I guess the, <laughs> the idea was there before the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I I already, I as a child, if you ask me this question as a child, I'd be like, oh, my God, build your own tacos. Let's sign me the fuck up. But now as an, as an adult, seeing nasty children like I was when I was a kid, I'm like, I don't want to touch anything that's been at a buffet. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think buffet style is anything for, it's not for me. No, because it's just, it's a... Uh, uh, unsanitary, in my opinion. When I was a kid, though, a buffet for desserts, mm-hmm. 100% there for <laughs> Coffee bar, or not coffee, chocolate bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like CC's Pizza? Oh, my The God. dessert section? Yes. I actually really love CC's Pizza. I actually really love CC's Pizza. Whenever I, like, want to... That's the one... I'll allow that exception, okay? But there's still nasty, grubby kids that are like, <laughs> put my hand in the middle of this pizza. Yeah. Oh, my God. I saw this video of this kid that was, like, cooking with his mom, and... Oh, I saw it, too! Just full on hands in the hands bowl. That, uh, let me tell you that if I had done that twice, so if I had done it once, my mom would be like, don't stick your fucking hand. She didn't say fucking, but she would say, my don't, stick your fingers, <laughs> don't stick your fingers in the bowl. And then if I did it the second time, she'd be like, get out of my fucking kitchen. Yep. Like, you are not cooking with me anymore. Because, I don't know, that kid was old enough to know. And he just go in for the butter. And she's like, no, drop the butter. And he's like, bow, bow, bow. like yeah, exactly. I, could, I don't, yeah, no. <laughs> you know how I feel about people in my kitchen. I don't yeah. even let... <laughs> Adults. You don't let me in there. No, get out of my kitchen. <laughs> and I'm helping you cook. Exactly. <laughs> it's like cooking with Spencer, not Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, stand in the corner. Get out, get out. Anyway, so it was a taco bar. Uh, and yeah. then he was telling us a story about he having, a, because we were talking about putting a porch on the back. And he and I was talking about how I want a porch on the front, too. I keep spilling on myself. You're I don't such know. trash. <laughs> but, okay, porch, yes. Um, and he was like, uh, oh, yeah, no, I got a story. Uh, here, I'll tell you this story about uh, how we don't hang out on the front anymore, in the front yard. He told this story about his friend. He went over to his friend's house and... Was the, it the Mothman? What? The Mothman in the Houston Heights? No. Oh, man. Wait, this is friend. not the Heights. Oh, so? <laughs> it was East End. I know, but it's still Houston. That's true. They're going to have a Mothman still. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um... So he was like, yeah, we, the backyard was all full of mud, so we decided decided to grill in the front yard. Like, <laughs> go inside. Yeah, just uh, use your stove. But he was like, yeah, we were hanging out, and then some this van pulled up to the front yard, and we asked for directions. My buddy went to the window, and they robbed him at gunpoint. I was like, why would you, one, grill in the front yard? Yeah. Two, uh... <laughs> Go stand next. Go talk to someone through an open window. I can yell from I can wherever yell. I am. Yeah, it's like okay, hey. Um, and, three, and they pull out the gun. Was like okay, 
I'd run and like. <laughs> we just bought this house, and you're telling us yeah. shit like this happened. He was like, "It was in this neighborhood," and I was like, "Very helpful. Okay, thank that's... you, sir." Oh, it wasn't he? It wasn't your next door neighbor, so... <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, it wasn't this neighborhood? Don't worry. <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for like, I love this neighborhood so much. <laughs> but he told us about the taco bar. Yeah, I love that. This dog was trying to get under our house. What was his dog not on a leash? It was on a leash, but <laughs> he walks like your house Kennedy. is not close to the 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 sidewalk. Did he just like he was come... yes in our driveway? Because <laughs> he was like, "Hey, <laughs> you know, know who bought this house? <laughs> yes, hi, we're the ones that are in it. What?" <laughs> and he was like, "We were looking at it. We were gonna buy it, but it's too big of a house for us." If he's walking in this neighborhood, he obviously lives around the corner somewhere. He lives on the other side, like. Our backyard neighbor, kind of. So then why? Why? It's an apartment. He lived in an apartment. Oh, uh, okay. okay. But he's like, yeah, we bought a house over off of Lockwood Street. I was like, so okay. you're introducing yourself now and you're leaving soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, thanks. I was like, I don't really want to be your friend anyway. So. <laughs> well, you don't want to go to Taco Bar with him? No. I'm interested in building tacos with this man now. I think I feel like he has like a method. Of all of my neighbors, my new neighbors, mm-hmm. I have neighbors now. <laughs> I have neighbors. You had neighbors all this time. You didn't talk to any of them. You just yeah, saw the one hot weird. man that you guys told me that I should go talk to. What? I don't know. Did you guys always, t- you and Thomas were like, oh yeah, the single hot guy somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. <No? laughs> I think he, you, this one next door. Yeah. I don't know if he's gay or not, though. So? I've heard, we just say, just like a little wave. Just just an awkward, like, tense, uh, pursed lips. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, people love to not wear masks in this hallway, too. <laughs> and I have to, I mean, the birth is just, what, this you, you go up against the wall. <laughs> no, I feel like I run away like they're chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no I'm mask. not crazy. What is this, <laughs> Pac? It's like Pac-Man. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. <laughs> One time, this guy who lives... That way, mm-hmm. um, was leaving. <laughs> I was trying to walk the dog, trying to go out the door, and I was like, he was locking the door, and his girlfriend was with him. They're both not wearing masks, so I waited, thinking that they were gonna go down the stairway, and then they came towards me. So I looked like I was just standing there staring at them for fucking two minutes. Hey, just the awkward smiles. <laughs> Please just come, come on in. It's <laughs> great. There's like, what are, you, what are you doing? That's. Uh-huh. Really creepy. <laughs> Sorry, you're just standing in this awkwardly lit uh, hallway with a dog. It's a bit dark, want? too. Yeah. So. <laughs> a bit murdery. <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> the masked killer. Yeah, well. Um, your bananas just reminded me. Um, I made myself a banana smoothie today, but I put pumpkin puree in it. And the reason why I have pumpkin puree is because I made paleo pumpkin muffins, and those shit are those shit. Those shits are good. The those muffins are really good. <laughs> I, I like muffins. <laughs> I, uh, I just <laughs> How is it paleo? I mean, what can you not use? You can't use eggs or butter. You can use eggs. You can't use uh, flour. So I used uh, almond flour and. So technically, you did use flour. I did not use wheat flour or I don't any grain flour. Understand why that's. <laughs> I don't know. It's apparently a lot less calories, you know. Uh, those muffins are like 100 calories each, and they're like big old muffins, and they're delicious. So, and they're sweetened with maple syrup. And you didn't bring any. 
I didn't bring any. Oh, why didn't I bring any? <laughs> Goodness, whoa. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Um, How yeah. did you know we were recording? When did you start recording? <laughs> I'm just telling you stories. <laughs> uh, when did I start recording? I don't know. But I was going <laughs> to yeah. tell you about We told my... a lot of stories. So. <laughs> I wanted to tell you about my new favorite neighbor. Uh-huh. So uh, <laughs> we met the guy next door who is... Oh, yeah. I forgot that we were on that tangent. And yeah. I somehow tangented somewhere else. It's about muffins. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bananas, muffins. Hey. <laughs> Got him. So there's the guy that lives next door. I think his name is Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, he Is he gay? I don't know. Is he cute? No. Is He's he not terrible looking. Is he single? I yes. Lives so the house How next cute is to he? us. Four out of ten? I cannot even know remember what he looks like right now. I'd is, say um Is he taller than me? I've never been that close. He's always been like on steps, where I've seen him on borough fence. Uh, probably a six, I would say. Okay, I was um, gonna say because if he's a four and he's taller than me, then he's a six. That's Matt. Everyone's taller. So if he's than a you. six and he's taller than me, that's like a seven point five. Not quite an eight. There's some other standards you got to go through as a, to get to an eight. Do you have like that the the spreadsheet? Yeah. And if they're a seven, and they're taller than me, then they're a seven point five still. Hmm. I'm talking about like the like it's a picture frame with those little sliders. Spreadsheet? No. <laughs> it's a physical object. An abacus. Abacus, yes. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, so his name is Matt. Uh, he has a lot of plants. Uh-huh. So he's a plant gay. He's, he he's could gay. be a plant gay. He's gay. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he smokes a lot of weed. I Somebody can... called me. Who is it? It was probably me twice. No, three twelve. Don't know who that is. No, they left a voicemail. No. Um, Listen to it live on the podcast. Sure, you, this is coming you live. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> there's him. Not my favorite. Close. Not my favorite. Uh, the one favorite. across the street. I think his name was starts with an L. Jamichael. L. Lejamichael. <laughs> Lejamichael. Uh, it's it's uh, Hispanic of some sort. Name L. Lionel. No. Leo. No. Lions. Lucas. How is that Spanish? It's not. It's not (laughs) Lucas. Anyways, he is a gay. (laughs) He is a gay. Okay. Saw him standing out waiting for an Uber with a fanny pack. Oh, so he's a gay. A gay gay. He's a gay gay. Also, I bought a fanny pack. (laughs) So Uh, you're going to be that gay. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to wear it here like Ben does. Okay, uh, I like that. But also, why? You, You have pockets. Some of the, some of the uh, shorts that I have to work, work on the house because I'm mask for mask. Okay, now, you're so budge. Uh, don't have pockets, so that. So there's him, but he's still not your favorite. No. Oh my god, this the plot thickens. Girl. It's been thickening, girl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wait, are they all fucking? Sure. Uh, sure. sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the fetch me a tissue. Pass you a tissue. Pass me a tissue. The couple that lives next door on the other side uh-huh. are roughly our age. I think they're probably younger than Are us. they gay too? No. Oh. They're a couple of heteros. Yeah. Um, a woman and a man. Okay. But I love the woman. But you don't like the man. 
He's okay. I think they're drug dealers. But her name is Bessema. I love that. That's why. That's just the only reason. Does she why have she's like a favorite. short name or just like no Bessema's her full name? No. Well, she's introduced herself as Bessema. Then so call I'm her like, Bessema. I'm gonna call you Bessema. Because you're my Bessema, you know. I think she. I don't know. She's very mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point of getting to know your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, but she's gonna be my favorite. Already sold. We have these two in our little apartment thing, townhome complex. The ones across from us, I cannot figure out who the fuck lives there. Um, but the ones, there's ones that are like two down. There's the ones directly next to us. I'm not certain they live there. Period. <laughs> because uh, the house, it's almost like the house is like a B, Airbnb or something like that. Because there have been people who have like parked in the garage, but then other times like packages sit on their doorstep for weeks at a time and i'm like are you guys okay is, is there anyone here and like sometimes i'll see someone like backing out of the garage like while i'm going on a run or something like that and they'll wave at me like you know all like happy and excitedly and then like it'll be a different person the next time I'm like what is happening but then the people that are next to them i really like them because they're like two vets two vets i think they're both vets or just the guy is a vet either way it doesn't matter i love um, veterans the yeah the <laughs> the, the um the woman has like this like short red hair and uh there was one time that aaron was coming to our house and i want to say it was like 11 45 p.m like at night uh and they just like stopped and talked to him i don't know what they were doing out and just hanging around but they like had a full conversation like i just kept on hearing talking and the dogs kept on barking i was like what the fuck is going on and so then like me and savannah were sitting downstairs um and i like look outside and aaron's just out there like talking to two people and so then he comes in, and it was like for 20 minutes, like solid 20 minutes. He comes inside, and like Savannah asked him, like, what, were you, what, were you, what was going on? And he's like, oh, we're just meeting your neighbors. I'm like, what the fuck? And then whenever the car was on fire that one time, she also came out and just like, what's going on out here? And then she just like kept on talking. I was like, oh my God, my time in DC, and like the car like blew up next to me, and like all this other stuff. And I was like, wow, like this is. This is crazy. That's the kind of neighbor that I aspire to be. The the one that just has stories. Just kooky. <clears throat> yes. Just has the stories about everything and just like, well, hey. Well, that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to start dressing like Mrs. Roper. Okay. Um, well, you also already have a podcast where you've researched over 140 yeah, different murders, murders and, and cults and yeah, things crazy like that. that's, Those are the stories I'm going to bring up. Oh, well, that's like the Candyman murders that happened like not too far from here. <laughs> Yeah, no, we just we just had a quiet evening and we grilled some chicken <laughs> in the backyard. Oh, uh, did you know that in a backyard in Houston somebody was murdered? Someone was murdered. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the ice block murder? <laughs> like sips your cocktail. <laughs> it's a coffee mug with tequila. <laughs> oh, that's strong that tea. That burns so good. Uh, was it hot? No. no. What? Wait, yes, it was hot. Very hot. Very hot. Anyways, I gotta go. I'm, uh... No. Everything's blurry. It would be, it would be more like, anyways, anyways, I got to go. Anyways, everything's blurry, and it's, I'm going to bed now. I'm Spencer going to mow the lawn. <laughs> Spencer, it's 7.30. I'm going to bed anyways. I worked the night shift last night. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Um, you know Speaking what of vets... Oh. Um, a recent Gallup poll shows that Americans have reported feeling stress, worry, and anger in the highest levels in over a decade. Well, you got the transition better than I did. Hey. <laughs> While we're growing more and more aware of the effects of stress on our bodies and minds, we may not have considered the effects that our stress can have on our pets. 
According to a 2019 study, there is a synchronization between stress hormones in humans and their dogs. If you are a dog parent, you probably know that your pup is very good at reading your body language and can quickly pick up on how you're feeling. We're always working hard to reduce our own stress in any way we, any way we can. But what about the anxiety we may have passed on to our dogs? Baked Bones has a solution. CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety in both humans and dogs. And Baked Bones has your dog covered. Made from organic, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. Check out bankbones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and other benefits it may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% now using promo code SPOOPY15. Oh, sorry. I was supposed to do the echo. SPOOPY15. Yes. Sorry. I was this is my moment, and that's what we should have talked <laughs> Let about. Let me shine. Uh, Baked Bones is an LGBTQ-owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Baked Bones probably donates 10% of all profits to no-kill shelters in the U.S., so remember, Baked Bones. Wow. Yum. Yum. They are actually really yummy. The, I haven't Could had one yet. One? I need to because you're allowed to eat them because they're made of uh, all natural human grade ingredients. Um, but they smell so good. They do smell really good. They smell good. really good. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Did, oh, don't do that. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> you know have... what else will smell good? Your dog after you use. I don't think we're. A bath. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Fall, falls out of the chair. <laughs> Come on, peppermint. No. <laughs> peppermint. peppermint. I love peppermint. We'll cut that. You know. <laughs> I do love peppermint. She's I wish like, that she would be on season six of All Stars, but I know that she isn't going to be on there. Because you already spoiled yourself with who is on All Stars. I just yes. looked at... When when did I look? I looked back in like the beginning of August, and I was just like, who's speculated? And who's... You know, well, they're blah, confirmed blah. now. Oh, they're confirmed now? Because of the radio silence on the uh, socials. Oh, my God. But they were talking about people who are not on it, who... They know were asked, but declined. Peppermint? Peppermint. <clears throat> because she was too busy uh, protesting. She's very busy. I love that. Being an activist. Good for her. Um, I was going to say, she's the only one of season nine who has not won yet. Sasha Velour won. It's the top four of season nine. Sasha Velour won, Shea Coulee won, and Trinity the Tech won. Hmm. So now she's got to come in and win. It was a good season. She had a choice. Season nine was a good season. season. It's got Nina Benita Brown. That she should have been Black China. She should have been Black China. And you don't love her. Oh my god, you don't love me. It had Valentina when I liked Valentina. I still like Valentina. She's fucking crazy. After All Stars Four, they're all blending together. (gasps) Excuse me. After All Stars Four, I was like, oh my god. But it's the opposite for me with Alyssa. I hated her on her season, but I loved her in All Stars too. I still love Alyssa. Oh, I, I, I the love Alyssa now. I didn't like her in season five. I thought she was obnoxious. I was but a those Coco. Are just Alyssa. I, I, you were a Coco stan. I wouldn't say Coco stan. I, I supported Coco more than I supported Alyssa. Oh my God, you're trash. Excuse me. 
<laughs> She's using Tang for her highlight. Trash bags? <laughs> Bolsas? Bolsas? <laughs> Listen here, bitch. I'm going to bring that up again. Um, where are your trash bags? Bolsas. <laughs> she also had these, like, witch nails. They oh, were God. one up. Which would connotate that they were nice. She had these... <laughs> Stupid nails. Tree root nails. So they were coffin shaped. Wishies. Wishies? Witchies. Witches. Witchies. Witch witchy. That's what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. Well, those mimosas really doing a number on me. Hey. <laughs> I think it's the McDonald's. The, oh, not again. <laughs> not again. Not again. Not they were coffin tipped. Uh-huh. Like that long. Neon green. Oh, that's vibrant. Yeah. Was she wearing any other neon green or just... She was wearing neon green. She was, in fact. I think she had neon green earrings. Oh. So she's trying to tie it all together, isn't she? She's like, I gotta make this work, baby, at yeah. the dump. I gotta go... <laughs> I gotta stop people from dropping trash off at this dump. She, she, I think she's the queen of the dump. She... she I, I've been called that before, too. <laughs> queen <laughs> of the dump. Ew. <laughs> I'm not certain if this is a poop joke or a sex joke. It's both. Or it's all what? wrapped into one. There's layers. I don't know anymore. Somebody help me. Anyways, this bitch picks through people's trash in the back to look for things of, of value. Yeah. Because I saw a vase with fake flowers. It's like, like we've been three times and it was new. So she's going in there collecting blankets and stuff. Oh, what you got in here? Okay. Getting those I bet if you were... If you worked at a dump, would you not be like, oh yeah, because she can't use her hand. She could be like. That's like, why the nails are so long. Exactly. Like tweezers. They're shovels. <laughs> <laughs> just full on shovels. Uh, yes, I would 100% do that if I worked at the dump. Exactly. I love it. Oh my be God. like, mannequins coming in, break up all their fingers. Well, that's them. one thing that I always hated like about the service industry, quote unquote, because I never actually worked at a restaurant. Um, but like when I worked at the bookstore, we'd have like a little convenience section and they'd be like, expiration date, throw it all out. And we're like, well, we're starving college students. Can we take it? No, can't take any food home. This is all still good food. And bitch, you know, these, exp- these, the, these college students would still eat this expired cheese two months from now. Like <laughs> there is no problem here because they're all broke. It's aged, <laughs> it's, it's aged cheddar now. Um, but aged. we had, we had to throw <laughs> it all out sticks. and I still took shit i'd be like yeah I'll, I'll throw it out and like i would literally have two d- different trash bags of like things that i liked and things that i didn't and like i'd be throwing things away and then just throw that one away and home. whenever i would take them out in the trash bin i would just come back with the trash bag and make sure no one saw me because i went through like the inner workings of the student center so like no one saw i didn't go back into the bookstore like with it so it's like oh, mine now <laughs> bye so i took a lot of stuff from that bookstore it was all legal because uh, we had to do this. When I worked in general merchandise as well, uh, we had to do a lot of damages on things. And so, like, anything that was, like, a little bit chipped or, like, had a pin mark or women's makeup. Oh, my God. These women who have that caked on makeup. and they, I mean, A&M's colors are maroon and white. So half our store is maroon and the other half is white. So what happens when the woman tries on a T-shirt? Because we didn't have changing room. Tries on a T-shirt in the middle of the store, takes off all our makeup with it. So then as soon as there was makeup on there, there's no way, because we can't take them home and wash them. So, I mean, you, they're ruined. Yes. <laughs> they're ruined now, because once I took them home, you could wash them and it was fine. So I would damage them and write them off, and we were supposed to take them out and throw them away, and I'd just take them. Yeah, I had <clears> a lot of free cosmetics and creams and 
perfume and cologne. Yeah, exactly. Where is the perfume going? Here's your mom. No. Me, me. <laughs> I there was this Bobby Brown perfume that I used to love wearing. There's actually some women's colognes that or colognes, women's perfumes that smell mannish. Mannish. They smell like men. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the candles I love from Bath and Body Works. In case anyone wants to get me some, it's a mahogany te- teakwood or black no, tie or eucalyptus spearmint. The other two are good. <clears throat> mahogany teakwood. That one smells Blech. so good. Blech. Oh my god. I even Bad. have the high intensity one because I'm like. Oh, it smells like a man. I, if I had a man. Mm, <laughs> sad for you. <laughs> also, sometimes I just like spray my own cologne on me and I'm like, this I smell, I smell delicious. Amazing. I don't know why I don't have a man. Would you fuck me? And, fuck me. And as I'm like sitting like shirtless in like short shorts on my couch, just like belly, yeah. just like over my crotch, like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hi, same. <laughs> like, but you have a man. <laughs> yeah, but I do it for me. <laughs> I'll take a bath and use all my nice bath stuff. Mm. And then I put on cologne <laughs> at 1130 mm. at night. <laughs> Am I by myself? Yes. Am I going to smell good while I'm doing it? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Am I by myself? No. <clears throat> That's true. Uh, am I doing it for a man? No. I could be, but I'm actually not. <laughs> I'm just doing it because this is procedural. <laughs> I just want to smell good, okay? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then, like, sometimes I get a little, like, a little on my pillow, and I'm like, mmm. Snuggle my pillow. Um, anyways, do you remember who went first last week? Who went uh, it was me. You went first? Okay, so then I'll go first. Um, well, we're going to talk about some soupy things now. How about that? Let's do it. We went off on our multiple tangents and did whatever. Um, we're only 25 minutes in. That's fine. Um, so today I feel like I had like done too many murders again. Uh, and people just like kept on talking. Uh, I've had I two. I thought you were going to do the one you texted me, but I didn't I was going answer. To. Yeah, you didn't answer until like 1030 this morning. Yeah. Um, which is when I started my research today. <laughs> but we got good research for this one. Um, not enough research. I want to do more. Um, but yeah. So I was talking to my friend Alyssa. Hey, Alyssa. Um, that lo- she had this full book of everything. And she's like, have you done any cryptids? And I'm like, what the fuck is a cryptid? And it's like... Oh, like an SCP. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because nobody talked about those. Um, yeah, basically. Uh, and I was like, I haven't done a cryptid in a long time. Because, I mean, I've talked about, like, aliens. But, like, I haven't talked... You talked about the Wendigo. Aliens? The aliens. Aliens. Al- al- alien I heard the same thing. I heard the same thing. <laughs> um... What's saying? <laughs> totally. Just staring blankly into the void, like, uh. <laughs> what are these words? Um, yeah, so she was uh, talking about, about cryptids. Like, we haven't done any, like, big cryptids. We haven't done, like, the Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster or... Others. Others, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I was like, actually, I'm going to... I might delve into some cryptids here. Um, so one cryptid that came to mind that I always love talking about uh, with any Rumpelstiltskin. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, she actually recommended uh, Rath- Rasputin. Rath- 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 Rasputin. 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 The Russian. The Russian guy. The Russian magician guy that could do anything and then all of a sudden died, died from hypothermia after being poisoned and shot. Poisoned and shot and thrown in a river. Yeah, and then he died of hypothermia after he survived all of that yes yeah but um, i get a splinter and i'm out for a week <laughs> i poked myself with a 
uh, thumbtack the other day. Look how swollen it is. <laughs> Am I dying? Tetanus. tetanus. <laughs> so, why do we say it at the same time? It's tetanus. tetanus. <laughs> um, yeah, so where was I? Oh, so people had told me that they loved listening to my like crazy conspiracy theories. Uh, Dusty, Alyssa, so many other fans that I have. <laughs> <laughs> fans of the show. The fan of the show, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I felt like it was time to get my, back to my crazy roots. Because uh, you know I love like hearing about these things and I'm like, oh yeah, it's totally real. It's a real thing. And you're like, fish no harm. And I'm like, yes it is. It's de- de- People de- are always very disappointed when I tell them I don't believe in ghosts. Yes. <laughs> and you're the one who is like researching all this shit. Come on. I've read so much of it. I'm like, girl, girl, this is that's a faulty light bulb. (laughs) Your house is old; it makes noise. Cindy, this is bones. (laughs) Cindy, this is a house, girl. You could have a literal walking skeleton. You can be like, not haunted. (laughs) No, no, it's not real. This science project is terrible. (laughs) And the second that I hear like one little creak of something, I'm like, nope, get me out of here. Like last night, hearing thumps, and I'm like, ghosts, they're here. The demons are taking over. I would be more apt to say, murder. somebody's coming to murder me. Yeah. Well, that was my first thought. And then the Humans fact, are the scariest. Well, I checked on Daisy like two times last night to see if she was dead, honestly. Because I like would hear the, the thump or the like bang that I thought was like... And it, what reality is, is probably someone coming... Because there's a giant like crack in the road like just coming over the hill and people go crazy coming over the hill from the bridge over by my house. And so it's basically a mini speed bump. So if you go over that with your car a little too low, then you... A nice grind. A nice, nice bottoming it out there. Um, and so I'm sure it was probably like some thud from someone doing something like that. Uh, and I just like, oh, someone's, someone's here. And so I would like go down and look at Daisy and Daisy would just look, at, look up at me like, hmm? Are you to beat me again? <laughs> I don't like you. I don't beat her. Yeah, you do. I spank her. I don't beat her. Um, two di- those are two different words. <laughs> she gets spanked when she does something bad. Okay. That's a normal Michael thing. Vick. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would uh, not enjoy having three levels. It's not terrible. It, well, okay. It is terrible when you did an exhaustive squat workout yesterday to... Um, to failure, and then ran eight miles today. That I was walking up in the st- up and down the stairs like an old man, like one step at a time. <laughs> Lol. Just uh, uh, legs are better now, but when I first got back, I was like, oof, oof. After doing some of this housework <clears throat> all fucking day, and then having mm-hmm. to go upstairs and get my backpack to leave. Oh my god. I don't walk up the I stairs. I can only I imagine, that, like, bending over to, like, pick up your backpack and then, like, getting back up. I'm like, oh, no. Because whenever I thought my parents, like, pull up tile, it was, like, bent over. And so, like, pulling up my back. And, and I already have weird lower back problems as a 28-year-old. So I was like, oh, God, just stretch it out. And, like, and just, like, hear all the cracking. My mom was like, are you older than me? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Thanks, <Yeah>. Mom. <laughs> Same. I don't do manual labor. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I would not make as much of a fuss if I normally did it. <laughs> I promise I would be better at this if I was better at this. <laughs> I promise I would be better, be better at this if I were not so gay. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> don't do not do that. Wait, what's a Madeline McQueary? Whoa. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. No. Ew. Ah! Ah! Stupid. Um, 
So I'm going to talk about a cryptid today, and I'm going to talk about, ready for this? Boom, I'm going to do boom. like a hair flip. Do it. The Mothman. Oh! That's a good one, right? I actually don't know that much about Okay, well, I'm going to tell you. Don't worry. Um, so on November 12th of 1966, ooh, oh, is this just the, the cord <laughs> touched my leg? I feel like you, you might me. have told this to me already. We talk about the Houston Heights Mothman. This is just the Mothman. This is just the, the Mothman in general. The actual... So that happened in the 50s. This happened in the 60s. <gasps> so I have to question the correlation. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no you don't? Okay. You need these faces that you're making. Yeah, I don't... Your face is just really scrunched up and just kind of scary. Do you have a problem? Are, do you need do some you, tums you, or something? Do you need to go to the hospital? What, what, are the, what do we say? Stop! No, it's face. Yes. Right? No. No. Stop. I think it's not stop. <laughs> fast. Ba it's fast. Fast. That's what it was. Face, arms, mm. smile. Time to go to the time hospital. To go <laughs> time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so on November 12th of 1966, five men who were digging at a grave at a cemetery near, oh, I almost said clandestine. Clendenin, West Virginia, claimed to have seen a man-like figure fly low from the trees over their heads. This is often identified as the first known sighting of what became known as the Mothman, which I disagree with because I think that the Mothman originated much earlier than this. Um, shortly, after, shortly thereafter, on November 15th of 1966, so three days later, two young couples from Pleasant Point uh, named Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallet uh, told police that they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red when the car's headlights picked it up. They described it as a large flying man with 10-foot wings following their car while they were driving in an area outside of town known as the TNT area, the site of a former World War II ammunitions plant. Or munitions plant. Um, LOL ammunitions. Buzz, buzz. Uh, so during the next few days, other people reported similar sightings. Two volunteer firemen who saw it said that it was a large bird with red eyes. Um, Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron he termed as the Shittipoke. It's literally spelled... Shittipoke? Shittipoke. Um, uh, so I assumed it was Shittipoke. Um... Or she tape, okay, if you want to get real fancy. Uh, so then a contractor named Newell Partridge told Johnson, the sheriff, uh, that when he aimed a flashlight at the creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle, bicycle. I put, love, love putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Mm -hmm. um, bicycle reflectors uh, and blamed buzzing noise from his television set and the disappearance of his German shepherd dog on the creature. Girl, your dog just ran away. And your TV is broken. <laughs> Can you imagine being a TV repairman? It's like in the not 60s, even a job anymore. Well, not now, yeah. Because <laughs> right now, nowadays, TVs... People would just are, be like, um, buy a new one. Do you remember when, like, flat screen plasma TVs were, like, $2,000? Mm -hmm. And now you go to the store and you're like, you want this giant 60-inch? 300 bucks. Not yeah. even that. 200 <laughs> Do you remember when the TV was furniture? <laughs> That's true. Do you remember how it was bulky? Yeah. Uh, my parents used to have that uh, TV that was so, like, because do you remember when people used to have, like, TV inlays in the house built in the 2000s? Uh -huh. Now people don't have that. You can just hang it on the wall. 
been flat. Yeah. Or put it on a TV what do you stand do like that. that space now? I don't know. My parents, my parents have like a little TV stand like built in there, which is cool. But now they want like a big TV, but the TV won't fit in the nook on the TV stand because the nook is not big enough. Like, <laughs> lol. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so you guys had a house built in the 2000s when TV TVs were still built five feet wide, um, built a, a thing so the TV. I remember whenever we first moved in, my parents were like, oh my god, look, it's the perfect size for the TV because the TV was like flat against the like the wall and the TV like lined up so perfectly that it was basically like flat. They're like, we have a flat screen TV and like before flat screen TVs were like popular. And now it's like, that's all it's out. No. And I, I just, I, I just, look, I look at our generation and look like, wow, we live in like such a weird time that we grew up like seeing things before the internet and seeing things before like electronics became cheap. <laughs> and remember like games, well, I know games are still expensive. Like new games are still expensive, but like the Nintendo you games. You on your birthday and you get one on Christmas. Exactly. The Nintendo games were like $90 when they first came out. Like mm-hmm. shit, that was expensive. And then even after, after they had been out for a while, it was like still 70 bucks. Now they're like $60 when they come out and they go down from there. And now I'm still, cheap as fuck and I'm like I don't want to pay $60 for a game I'll just wait until it goes down or there's a sale for Black Friday like mm-hmm. that's birthdays or Christmas that's, hey. that's that's all you get my friend uh, Jennifer when we were kids had this uh, it was like stereo on the bottom mm-hmm. and then flat screen but not plasma is it LCD liquid crystal display um, but it was a huge TV and it was I mean, was it thick? thick too. Oh yeah, that was like ours. So it was just like massive. Yeah, it was just bigger than. I mean, it's fully like a queen size mattress. Oh yeah, on its end. And they're and not thick. light. Yeah, no, they're not light. That's what I'm saying. I think my parents was a good like three or four feet thick, and then it was it was flat, but it was massive. It was a big TV, but it had the big stereo like down at the bottom, so it still stood up. It was. I mean, probably about taller as taller like, than that. I would assume it was a little bit. I think the stereo went up to like where the TV on yours is. So it was like a it was like a nightstand that was just all stereo underneath it. So like that was where the volume came out. And now I look at TVs and I'm like, where is the sound coming from? <laughs> How? <laughs> Your mind. <laughs> Your imagination. You've been microchipped by all those vaccines out there, you know. Oh lord. Yep. Uh, yep. We that 5G. About that. That's a spoopy thing. <laughs> Not really. Um. With a bicycle for the German. Oh yeah, girl, German Shepherd just ran. You've been beating your dog. Yeah. Your your dog just left, <laughs> or someone took it. Um. So then a wildlife biologist. You know I love whenever wildlife biologists get into these things because I'm like, oh, <laughs> what are you gonna tell me? Um. Dr. Robert L. Smith, uh, at West oh, my Vir- <laughs> at West Virginia University, told reporters, uh, that descriptions and sightings all fit. The sandhill crane, a large American crane, almost as high as a man, uh, with a seven-foot wingspan, including circles nope. of what? Nope, I'm not interested in this bird. Yeah, a seven-foot fucking bird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like when people explain pterodactyls to me. I'm like, uh, pterodactyls were like twice our size, and they could just take you. Yep. Then they would. <laughs> I read a tweet that was like. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican, but I know that everyone would enjoy seeing Trump getting flown away by a pterodactyl. Oh my God, please. (laughs) They would just be like, first of all, where the fuck did the pterodactyl come from? Second of all, 
Republicans would be like, Jesus made a pterodactyl to take Donald Trump to heaven. Jesus is taking him. He's taking him up with him. Ew. And um, then Democrats would be like, no, he's getting taken back to hell. Yeah, just go. So some hell demon just like swallowed him up. Pterodactyls are pretty hellish. That, uh, I mean, pterodactyls have not been alive for 65 million years. So the fact that one just showed up out of nowhere, I blame on hell. Yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> we should probably put the P in the pterodactyl. 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 I don't want to spit too much. I did anyways. Um, oh, because seven foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. And the bird may have wandered out of its migration route. Okay, I looked at the migration route, and it's not even close to West Virginia. <laughs> like Hawaii. Just, just like accidentally like, oh, whoa, there he is. Oh, that's an attractive man walking by. I love that I can see the reflection of people walking by in this oh. little picture here. Um, he had some... He's, he's down. Go see. Go, 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 go. go, 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 go. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> fucking gay run. <laughs> okay, so... Second look, he's not as attractive. <laughs> you just saw a, I just saw a, a muscle shirt. A muscle shirt and with some slight muscles. And now I look at it and I think that he's a straight because he was wearing shorts that were below his knees. Like, Disgusting. <laughs> Did you also make a gross noise? Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thomas has cargo shorts. Just burn him. Can we light him on fire? Beneath the knee. Let's have a moment of silence. Do you know what I've had to do at the Burn house? Burn them. I've had to play Barbara Streisand to even out. <laughs> He's wearing these cargo shorts. I'm like, no. The heterosexuality no. there. Oh, my God. I was talking to Nick. What were we even talking about? I don't remember. Oh, he was talking about how he didn't bring jeans up to... Because he visited his family this past week. And uh, he didn't bring jeans up there because he wasn't expecting it to get cold in the middle of September. And they had a cold snap. They actually had the cold front that we didn't get. And so it got cold in Indiana. So he had to wear uh, jeans that he was wearing from high school and he was like man straight nick was a very different person i was like this is hilarious relaxed fit and then it made Ooh. me realize like my mom used to buy us carpenter pants so like the carpenter cut which was just like straight up and down Box. there was no flavor but to those wide. jeans. exactly <laughs> there was no flavor to those jeans at all and i'm like now i wear jeans that are they they're skin <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what it is. Man, I think my mom made me gay. <laughs> my mom bought me cargo pants. And they I had... think I had cargo pants, too. They had the pockets, like, mm -hmm. way down low. Yeah. Yes, but around the knee area, they had weird tassily, like, little strappy things. Interesting. I don't know what they were to tie something. Oh my to god! Your leg? Do you remember whenever there was that trend of the 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 pants that unzipped to shorts? Yeah. Oh my god! First of all, one thing you should know about Chris White that is a weird, obscure fact: I am terrible at zippers. I don't know how or why, but somehow I always fuck up zippers. Just like always. Holy zipper! I cannot tell you the number of times that I have like somehow just messed up one prong on the zipper so then it won't zip up or it won't unzip or there's just a random hole like you said because then they're like uneven um or i just like have gone everywhere with my my zippers undone like i can't figure it out so i remember in elementary school when i had these shorts that or these pants that had the shorts on them i got them stuck so that they were just like drooping below the knee so they were stuck on on the pants and no teacher could 
figure out how to take off the zippers. So my mom had to cut me out of them when I got home. So oh, I man. walked around the school all day, like, with these weird parachute pants shorts, like, kind of thing, because they were just dangling. <laughs> and then your mom said to your dad, we got to get this boy some blood Honestly, uh, I don't know how. I, I hate zippers so much. So if I had the option to not do zippers, that's much better. Because... My favorite pair of jeans was a button fly jean. Oh, just like button down the front? Yeah. But see, I can do multiple buttons. Buttons are fine because I'm also bad at buttons. Those always rip off. He's I'm just, just like really not good at clothing. Yeah, that makes sense. That's why you're, just be a your go to outfit basketball shorts, baggy t shirt, cap. And here I am. Can't go wrong. Can't go <laughs> wrong. I'm not wearing basketball shorts. Ooh. I'm wearing short shorts. <laughs> Turn off my legs because mm. they're all strong just, today from eight miles of running. Just creamy, light, <laughs> pasty. <laughs> just like mashed potato legs. <laughs> <laughs> the hair is just like the pepper that's in ew. Ah! <laughs> no. You put uh what is a stringy food? String cheese. Shredded ground beef. <laughs> Shredded ground beef. Shredded pulled pork. Pulled yes. <laughs> there we go. Interspersed with pulled pork. <laughs> there you go. With weird p- patches of like extra. Uh. Here's some extra pulled pork. Ew. Yeah, the ex, the uh, your topic for this week is your legs. Just my legs. Uh, we're done talking about the Mothman now. We're just talking about my my pasty the legs. Of Chris's legs. <laughs> I am a cryptid. <laughs> Entirely. You look like a goblin. What is this uh, creature? Scientists don't know. Let's go to a uh, wildlife biologist. It's those. Uh, Internet ads that's like doctors hate her. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like scientists can't figure out can't what this figure is. out what it is. Well, that's like uh, I, and that's probably why I have so many friends down in Galveston. They're actually not my friends. They're just studying. studying you. <laughs> it's like you are my thesis, actually. They're like we're marine biologists. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> we're actually wildlife biologists. We're trying to figure out what, what the fuck this is. What zoo to put him in? <laughs> he keeps talking though. <laughs> We're we're leaning towards an insect zoo, but I'm not sure. <laughs> not <laughs> certain. He only has four legs, which is much different than most insects we have seen. <laughs> what do we do? Hello. Some weird arachnid. <laughs> arachnid that only has four legs. Maybe he's got pincers in his lips. Ew, okay. Um. So. Oh yes, migration route. The particular crane was not was unrecognized at first because it was not native to this region. Yes, because the migration route is not close to West Virginia. Where is it? Go to the mountain. Hold on. Let me look it up again. Uh, What kind of bird did he throw with? Some sort of crane? Something heron. Uh, Seven uh, American... Oh, Sandhill Crane. Sandhill Crane. Sandhill Crane Migration Route. Apparently Texas. Texas, yeah, Texas shows up. Come on, image search. Yeah, not close to West Virginia. Okay, well, not terribly far. It's so it goes from Florida over like Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Indiana, and then goes into Michigan and Wisconsin and the Great Lakes. That is a very well. I guess they're birds. They migrate south in winter. Yeah, but I mean, looking at some of these maps, these are like a full. You'd have to go. A full thousand something miles to go outside of your. Uh, okay, maybe not far. Maybe five hundred miles. No, further than that. Um, to go out of your migration route to get to West Virginia. These are 
not close together. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, um, so I mean that that was a theory. Um, so then after, oh, so then after this all happened, so this happened in November of 1966, and then in December 15th of 1967, uh, the collapse of the Silver Bridge uh, and the death of 46 people, people were like, oh, wow, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and connect the Mothman sightings to this as, as like a, a harbinger of like bad omens kind of thing. Um, so according to a Georgian newspaper, uh, ooh, boy, why is this here? Um, Svodbanya Gruzia. Georgia, like the country, not like the state. I think this is a, uh, it might be. Um, so a Russian UFOologist claimed that, that Mothman sighting, oh yeah, it was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, Georgia, like the country, um, that Mothman sightings in Moscow foreshadowed Moscow, these <laughs> Mothman sightings foreshadowed the 1999 Russian apartment bombings. So basically, everyone's like now attributing like bad omens to seeing the Mothman. So then, in 2016, WCHS TV published a photo purported to be of the Mothman taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route Two. So this is 2016. This is four years ago. Uh, so science writer Sharon A. Hill proposed that the photos showed a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or snake away, and wrote that there is zero reason to suspect that this is the Mothman as described in the legend. There are too many far more reasonable explanations. So basically she was like, bitch, look at this photo. This is not no Mothman. There's anything else it could be. Okay, but why can't people just believe things? Okay. <laughs> Uh, so then folklorists, you know folklorists. I love folklorists. <laughs> I love that's the title. Uh, folklorist Jan Harold Brunvand uh, notes that Mothman has been widely covered in the popular press, some claiming sightings connected with UFOs and others claiming that a military storage, that the military, the military storage site was the Mothman's home. Remember, because it was on the old w, World War II um, WWII. I was like, where am I going with this? Uh, <laughs> That's why I corrected myself, but just going with it. Uh, so then Brune Van notes that recountings of the 1966-1967 Mothman reports usually state that at least 100 people saw the Mothman, with many more afraid to report their sightings. However, some accounts are observed through written sources, uh, such as stories consisted, consisting of like children's books, or sensationalized or undocumented undocumented account that failed to quote identifiable per, in, identifiable persons. So it's okay. So people wrote children's books about this, or people were like, "Oh yeah, I heard about those." Like, girl, I that's what I want. All of the I'm only going to give my children books about that, cryptids. That's what I want my autobiography to be. I want it to just be like undocumented accounts. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, so and so did this. Well, who? I don't know. <laughs> Just asking random strangers about yourself. Do you know? Do, do you, you know about Chris White? Can you tell me stories about him? Oh yeah, I know. Sure. Um, he, he was a guy, and he went to the grocery store one time, and just was, collect. Had too much anxiety to get a bag. Collect all the stories. Like, hey, do you know a Chris White? Yeah, I know a Chris White. Tell me about him. Collect all the stories about Chris White. I'm like, this is my autobiography. <laughs> well, I mean, your name is common enough exactly. to be able to get one. Exactly. So I'm like, let's, let's go with it. I think at Texas A&M, whenever I was there, there was like four different Chris Whites at just the one time. One of them was a professor. And I was like, yep, we got it. We got I it here. I wish that, that I could have one of those. Your last name is Smith. 
but my first name is Spencer. Just ask anyone, like, hey, do you know anyone named like with the last name Smith? Tell me I don't. <laughs> that that could work. That would that would work a lot. <laughs> that would work very well. You'd end up with the encyclopedia. <laughs> in encyclopedia Smith. I would want it to be a book that is as thick oh as it God. is wide. I love the ones that are just like massive and they like, like flip yeah. the top off. I'm like, okay, what do a I do here? A square. <laughs> I want a square book. Uh, I love that. Um, I didn't, okay. So Brunven found elements in, in common amongst many Mothman reports and much older folk tales, suggesting that something real may have triggered these scares uh, and became woven into existing folklore. Woven. No, it's not. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you were like, yeah, I literally thought for a second, like, wait, when is it? Oh, woven. Woven. <laughs> Have I said that wrong my entire life? Because I actually know that word. And it's just your accent. Yeah, woven. Woven. <laughs> woven. I'm not German yet. You're like Moira Rose. Just a weird amalgamation of, of just every <laughs> single every accent. accent possible. What? What, my baby? <laughs> uh, so he also records anecdotal tales of the Mothman, uh, supposedly attacking the roofs of parked cars occupied by roofs? teenagers. Roofs? I'm just quoting. Oh. Just saying now. <laughs> uh, of parked cars occupied by teenagers. So basically, this person was like, okay. Normally, whenever they were seen, there was a lot of fucking reports. Also, um, a lot of other people might have known about this, but just, like, didn't tell anyone. Or, like, we can't figure out, like, who actually said those, but, like, people said it. And then goes on to say, well, there might be something that's real out there that is also being woven in together with other tales. So I love why? tales. And then was like, well, then there's also teenagers that got attacked by a tree branch and thought it was a Mothman. Like, okay. I mean. I, that's, I mean, I just imagine, because they're like, are they attacking the roof of their parked cars? Like, girl, that was a tree branch that fell on you. Like, what? I mean, that sounds like something I would do. If I <gasps> put something in a bag, I'm like, this fucking ghost bag! <laughs> I can't figure it out. Uh, so then conversely, uh, Joe Nickel... Uh, who is, oh, let me read his title because it cracked me the fuck up. Um, go over his name. He's an American skeptic and investigator of the paranormal. So, so you. Me. <laughs> it's uh -huh. you. I'm, I'm going to investigate this, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's real. Oh, I'm just here to say it's not. <laughs> just, uh, just letting you know. So he says that a number of hoaxes followed the publicity generated by the original report, such as a group of construction workers who tied flashlights to helium balloons. So this is kind of like the Arizona lights. Remember whenever, like, the first time that it came around and they scrambled the jets and all that stuff, and they were like, no, we were just doing a military exercise. And the governor was like, no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? What are you doing? What are you doing? And the mayor of the city was like, if you were doing a military exercise, you would have told me. And you didn't tell me any of that. So that's also not happening. Uh, but then the next time they were like... What yeah. a balloon! Just a, it was actually a balloon. Um, and so this was basically... Like, he was saying that, uh, well, the original thing happened, but after that, people were like, let's go with it and like see what the fuck happens. So Nickel attributes the Mothman stories to sightings of barn owls, suggesting that the Mothman's glowing eyes were actually the red eye effect caused from the reflection of light from flashlights or other bright light sources, which 
I do have to bring up a valid point. I am not a veterinarian, so do not quote me on this, but I think birds' eyes are much different than dogs' and cats' eyes. I don't think they reflect. I don't think they reflect. That's what I, because I think that they, they have special eyelids that close twice, um, specifically for this, so they can see at night. I'm going to start putting qualifiers like that, but for things that don't make any sense. Yeah. I'm not a veterinarian, but... That vase over there. That, listen, let me tell you about you, okay? <laughs> that would make sense. Well, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not a carpenter, but <laughs> your arms don't make any sense. The construction of your arms is just not... <laughs> not, not good. Not, period. That's it. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, still not. Benjamin Radford points out that the only report of glowing red eyes was secondhand in that of Shirley Hensley quoting her father. But then I looked back and I was like, every single one that you guys just said, said glowing red eyes. Like, I don't understand. But I guess maybe that was only, there was only one report and everyone just kind of went with it. Um, mm. So according to the University of Chicago psychologist David A. Gallo, uh, there was 55 sightings of the Mothman in Chicago during 2017, uh, published on the website of uh, of self-described what? Self-described Fortean. What is a Fortean? What? How is it spelled? F Fort F O R T E A N Fortean. Self-described Fortean. Let's Google it. I don't know. But every time you see you say Mothman, it just reminds me of uh, uh, Hey Arnold, the Pigeon Man. What? Oh, the Pigeon Man, yes. And he was real, though. He was real. He was, he was real. He was real. So a 14 is uh, relating or uh, relating to or denoting paranormal phenomena. So he is someone who, he's part of a 40 society. Ooh, there's a 40 society. was started in the United States in 1931. Uh, during a meeting held in New York, flat uh, during yeah, uh, love that American writer Charles Hoy Fort. In order for, to promote his ideas, Fort and Society is primarily based in New York City. Ooh, this goes on. Um, Future topic. Yeah, exactly. There's not very much there, uh, but it, basically, it's a society for paranormal shit. Um, no, we're still not back on my page. Ghosty what is happening? Ghosty voice. I'd like that better. Ghostbusters. Oh, well, maybe that's where they got it. Um, yeah, they waited <laughs> for that movie. They really did. Um, there's 55 sightings of the, the Mothman in Chicago during 2017, which was published on the website by self-described Fortean researcher uh, Lon Strickler. They are a selective sample. Um, my, uh, what? So Gallo explains that he's not sampling random people and asking if they saw the Mothman. He's just counting the number of people that voluntarily came forward to report a sighting. According to Gallo, people more likely to visit a paranormal-centric website like Strickler's might also be more inclined to believe in and therefore witness the existence of a Mothman. So basically these people are like, okay, these people who already know who you are are already seeing big birds, and they're like, Mothman. Yep. Called it. Uh, so there is an explanation there, but at the same time, the sample that he was getting was not like, do you know who the Mothman is? Let me tell you, have you seen him? Like, uh, it was more of like a letting people come to him, and he found 55 people in one year. So they got some big birds in Chicago, apparently. Um, so, but those herons that we just talked about go over Chicago during the migration pattern. So 
Uh, so some pseudoscience adherents, uh, such as UFOologists, uh, paranormal authors, and cryptozoologists. I always love cryptozoologists. I'm like, where? Strange animals. Where are those zoos? Where did you get your degree? <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, they claim that the Mothman was an alien, a supernatural manifestation, or a previously unknown species of animal. See, this is where I was waiting for it to go. What? It, aliens. Aliens, yeah. Uh, everything's aliens. Everything. Always aliens. Always aliens. Pyramids, aliens. aliens. <laughs> oh my god, my hair. Whenever I woke up this morning, looked like the aliens guy. Just, <laughs> I love that. Uh, so in his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, author John Keel claimed that the Point Pleasant residents, Point Pleasant, Point Pleasant, uh, experienced uh, precognitions, including premonitions of the collapse of the Silver Bridge, unidentified flying object sightings, visits from inhuman or threatening men in black, and other phenomena. Bitch, what is this? The 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 gnome Alaska? The what's the five cents, six cents? Not six cents. What is it? Um, it's giving me um, Fifth Element. No. no. The one with Tom Cruise. No. That's the one that's giving me. World World War of the Worlds? No. The one where the people are in the pool and they predict predict crimes. No, I don't know that one. I know it. I'm thinking yeah, you know it, but you're not saying the the name. Uh no, I'm thinking of the the gnome the one in Nome Alaska. Minority report. The fifth sense? No, we have five senses. Deaf people don't. <gasps> you can't say that. That's ableist. That's fine. <laughs> Minority Report. Minor, I don't know that one. Minority Report? I don't Minority know that one. Report. If you're saying it multiple times doesn't change it. Tom Cruise? Um, did you ever think that Tom Cruise was attractive? Because yes. I've never thought that. I did. Back whenever he, he was younger and less crazy. You know he's only like 5'8". That's how tall I am. <laughs> <laughs> You know he's only like five eight. Ugh. Well, maybe he's shorter. Is than that, that a problem? Is he shorter than that? I think he mentioned. They liked him because, uh, oh, he's five seven. Sorry. Oh, okay, so he's shorter than me. That's 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 a that's so great. They like it when men and women are the same height in romance movies. Okay, because then they don't have to be like, oh, you're a lopsided yep. camera. Yep. Um, who am I talking about? What is the the one the Scary. It's not the Blair Witch Project. It's a scary one with the the bird, the owl, that they're always like. I'm trying to help you Google here, but I, I mean, you're not giving me anything. Bird with an owl and movie from Nome, Alaska. Anything? Have we got anything? Fourth kind. That one. I don't know what that. I've never heard. That was a scary that. movie. But also that's for people to like people like me who believe in shit like that. And I was like, oh my god, is this real? Because it was one of those movies that like pretended to be like a documentary but wasn't a documentary. And they were like, it's up to you to believe. And it I says was like, pseudo documentary. Yeah, yeah, because it was like it was kind of a documentary, but like not really. Psychologist Dr. Abigail Emily Abby Tyler. <laughs> she has a lot of names. Uses <laughs> hypnosis to uncover memories of aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Mila clock, Jovovich. the clock stopped uh, at like three something, probably the witching hour, three fifteen or whatever the hour always is, and that 
the aliens would just come out and take them. And there's supposed to be like in the movie, there's like footage of the alien and just like, it's all like messed up and like, Oh, look, did you see that? And like signs. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you I love Mila Jovovich. Okay. Just well, she's in that on, on record. And then you should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's an older movie. Well, she was, I mean, I've never even seen her most famous movie. What was her most famous movie? The Fourth Kind like... is pretty famous. If uh, I watched it, then it's pretty famous. <laughs> no. I don't watch movies. I'm not saying that it's like a, ooh, I only watch. I only watch good movies. <laughs> I I don't even know if it was that good. What was it called? Kualwald. It's like The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element. That's her most famous movie. So she did The Fifth Element and The Fourth Kind. I already said The Fifth Element. Yeah. But, it was but not, I it like was her in Resident Evil. Because I like Resident Evil. I have Evil. never watched that movie. They're good. They're good. She's also in Dazed and Confused. I don't know that one. Well, I don't remember when she was in that, though. Anyway, Zoolander? So this is not uh, the Mila Jovankovic. Well, in Zoolander, I just want to try to say her character's name. Katinka Inga Borgovina Nanana. Yep. That's how it's spelled. Well, you said it. Um, okay, so... So basically, he's blaming aliens or that they were like an animal that no one ever knew about. Um, so Point Pleasant decided to hold its first annual Mothman Festival in 2002. Uh, the Mothman Festival began, began after brainstorming creative ways for people to visit Point Pleasant. It's like, hey, how do I make our town a um, tourist attraction? Make it creepy. Um, the, two, the group organized an uh, event that chose the Mothman to be the center of the festival due to its uniqueness and as a way to celebrate its local legacy in the town. Uh, related but unrelated. Have you ever heard of Zazara? Zazara. It's uh, apparently this big thing in Santa Fe, and it really confused me. It just happened like a week ago, two weeks ago, a week ago, um, that like you build this like creepy-ass looking creature, and then you burn it. Hmm. And it's and I was like, oh wow, this must like be the like Wicker Man. Do what? The Wicker Man. I don't know what that is, but it's a movie. Yeah. And I was like, so this must be like a new thing. Nope, been around for ninety nine years. They've been building this like creepy ass looking doll thing, and it's supposed to be like he's supposed to be like the epitome of like gloom and like sadness. And so you're supposed to like burn him and be like, well, I'm not sad anymore. Yeah. Like, the thing is, in the Wicker Man, is the exact same plot except uh, it's on a weird Scottish island where all the people are like culty. And so midsummer, yes. Um, and then they uh put whoever they don't like in the doll and then oh. burn the doll. Okay, I also really like Midsummer, that's a good movie. I've never seen it and I don't plan to. Well, I haven't, so we can watch it. Oh, I don't want to go. Uh, so according to the event organizer, Jeff Wamsley, what a great name. Um, the wham, a- the average you want to guess the average attendance for the Mothman Festival 4,000. A little higher. 14,000. Uh, a little lower. 10,000. 10 to 12,000 people per year. That's a lot to go to this random ass town in the middle of fucking West Virginia. Bitch, that's awesome. Um, well, I mean, what else is there to do in West Virginia? I'm saying Mothman. <laughs> Mothman or meth? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then Change the letter. <laughs> Mothman, meth man. <laughs> that's it. Um, so a 12 foot tall metallic statue of the creature created by artist and sculptor Bob Roach was unveiled in 2003. Bob Roach. Bob Roach, exactly. Uh, so the Mothman Museum and Research Center also opened in 2005. There's a center for him. 
What the fuck? These people got nothing to do. I know. Uh, the festival is held on the third weekend of every September, hosting guest speakers, vendor exhibits, pancake eating contests, and hayride tours of locally notable areas. This is the most areas. West Virginia thing I've Honestly. ever heard of. Actually, pancake sounds, eating. I don't know about the pancake eating contest, but all the rest of it sounds like a, sh- a shirts thing. We used to go to our Christmas, or we still go to this Christmas farm uh, every year to cut down our tree right after Thanksgiving, and they have hayrides. It's actually really cute. Because, I mean, what other better way to charge people more money? Yeah, exactly. Well, this is even more bumfuck than uh, shirts. It's like in this weird no man land between shirts and Lavernia. Um, middle of nowhere. Lavernia. Lavernia. Is Lavernia north or south? South. Mm. So it's like south of I 10, but like not too south. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, uh, just right. Just right. <laughs> It's the middle of nowhere. Um, <laughs> and it's like right by my grandparents' house. That's how we discovered it. And I was like, there's a Christmas tree farm that's like, and my grandparents live, lived in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, it's cool. Anyways, um, this has gone on much longer than I expected it to. Uh, how in, many pages did you have? Two. Uh, I have six. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so in June of 2020, a petition was started to replace all Confederate statues in the United States with the statues of Mothman. Do you remember this? No. I remember seeing it on social media. As of July, But I would agree. I yeah. think that's a good idea. As of July 2020, the petition had garnered over 2,000 signatures. And now, bitch, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go sign it. I wanna, Change.org, here yeah, I come. I want to make that happen. Also, I wrote this at this point instead of talking about it earlier. The Mothman of Houston, he was here in the 50s. Uh, if he's a harbinger of bad times, what was the bad times? The Candyman, a decade later. Uh, segregation and racism. That already existed at that time. Yeah, but it was gloom still. Here's your harbinger. You're already... uh... Here's your harbinger. You guys are doing it really bad. (laughs) You guys still suck. Slavery ended in 1865 and... Oh, 63. And should have ended much sooner than this. You guys still suck. (laughs) Please stop immediately. Yes, exactly. Shouldn't shouldn't have have ever existed. What's happening? Um, Also... Oh, yeah, I said that. The Harbinger of Bad Times, I thought that was a candy man. It's like, okay, because it was the Heights that happened. So it's like, well, what else happened in the Heights? Murder. Candy man. Murder. Yes. Lots of murder. Lots, Lots of, of murder. murder. Lots of scary, scary shit. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's the Mothman. I did that. I wanted to do uh, more research because I feel like if they were able to create an entire fucking museum out of the Mothman, that I should have been able to find more information. But here we are. Welcome. Welcome. Jumbo. Why a moth though? Bird man. Bird, uh, well, there's, so there's also the owl man. I didn't click on that one. Um, what's a popobawa? Name or evil? Oh, it's a, uh, Zanzibar. So basically, it's a giant bird creature. The owl man. They've also the Mothra is apparently potentially inspired by him. No, this is after Mothra was earlier than that. Mothra's uh, like the seventies. Mothra was sixty-one. Okay. Anyways. Cool. Um, yeah. Oh, there's a flat woods monster in West Virginia folklore, which is also a giant creature with talons and red eyes. Maybe it's just the math. I think it's just people on drugs, and they're like, wow, wow, wow. What did West Virginia know? Was, what was it known for before the math? Uh, mining. Mm. I think it's still known for mining and math. Coal? Coal, yeah. So they go down there like, whoa, I'm seeing things. <laughs> These walls are very wavy. Well, that's what it, they were like, oh, munitions factory. I'm like, okay, that was poisoning you. You, Your air is literally toxic. So you're just like, no, I'm seeing everything. 
Yeah. Let's see that purple dragon over there. Lead poisoning. Honestly. Wow. Well, um, I'm going to get another mimosa and so, oh, okay. Well, if you wanted to wait to talk, you can keep talking if you want to, but... I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll pause it for a <laughs> Just a suggestion. I'll pause it. Hello. They really are. They really are. They are. Um, this week, I found a story to talk about that uh, I uh, would love to talk about. <laughs> That's normally what our podcast is about. <laughs> uh, I do want to give credit where... Credit is due because uh, your boy has been a little busy with health health things. Getting his health ready. So um, I did not have. I okay, yeah, no, I had adequate time to research. I just didn't. I had plenty of time, but I didn't do anything. So, well, that was like me getting wasted yesterday. Like, and had if if anyone follows me on Twitter, that was literally my entire evening was just getting wasted and having McDonald's. So sounds like. A really good time to me. It was good. I had fun. It was very relaxing. And then I watched restaurant shows, and I was like, I can fucking run a restaurant. Nope. <laughs> so I'm giving a lot of credit to, to Timo Worst, who is uh, who wrote everything. Who 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 is who? Um, so I'm going to talk about Bruno Lutka. I don't know about him. He is from uh, Kopenick, near Berlin in Germany. Born on April 3rd, 1908. Fourth of six children of Otto and Emma Lutke. From 1914 to 1919, Bruno visited the local school in Kopenick and was soon noticed that he had difficulties with keeping up with the other children. Uh, he did not manage to reach the sixth grade and was sent to a school for children with learning difficulties. After he left this... What years? Hifschule. Uh, right now it's 1929. Oh, wow. Uh, he worked in a laundry that his parents owned until 1939. When his father, who suffered from throat cancer, died in 1937, Bruno became responsible for driving the horse and cart to deliver the laundry to the customers. For this, his mother paid him 50 pfennig per day. That's not much. Especially in the middle of 1930s Germany. Weimar Republic. Yeah. On Sundays, he received one Reichsmark extra. On a regular basis, Bruno stole parts for of the money stole parts of the money he received from customers. Yeah. Which led to hefty discussions with his very strict mother. Lutka was a notorious smoker. Most of the money he earned was spent on tobacco for his pipe and an incidental glass of beer. He was also known as Dumb Bruno. Dumb? D-U-M-M-E. Dumb. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Those people in the 30s didn't really know how to make you feel good. D- dummy. Just call you dumb, or if you got like a big nose, they call you big, big nose, nose Sal. Big nose stew. <laughs> Sal. Uh, he was known for as good-natured and far from dangerous. He had no friends and no enemies. He did not care much so for then girls. then how would people know him? They're like, oh, he's cool. Okay, you talk to him once. Well, I mean, it's just the... Just that aura, you know? Yeah. That aura that they give off. <laughs> they. They... Um, he didn't care much for girls, let alone marriage. So, oh, so he's gay. He's, is he, you know. He's, you know. <laughs> uh, because he wasn't very gentle to his horse, using a whip far too often, people made a complaint about this with the Kopenick police in early 1938, which result is, uh, as a result, he was checked into the Staatskrankenhaus. Staatskrankenhaus. 
Dopalitze. Krankenhaus is like a hospital. Jail. No. Yes. Krankenhaus is a hospital. Okay. That's literally what the word means. You know how to say ambulance? Ambulance in German? Ambulance. Krankenwagen. Krankenwagen. So it's sick wagon is what it means. Love that. The Germans, they love just string together a word. Yeah. Um, to see if he was mentally and physically fit to be a horseman. Some example of Ludka's test questions uh, were these. Question. We are surrounded by a fog. All we can see is a distant village. Answer. That could be true. <laughs> is it? <laughs> he was t- they're asking him if that's a fact of this Copenhagen city. I uh, just Googled Kronkenhaus to make sure that I was right that it was hospital because I was like, oh, you can make me doubt myself. And it's like, do you need to go to the hospital? Texas Medical Center. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <well. laughs> um, a man fell out of a window and broke his leg. To get help, he ran to the hospital. Answer, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Question, can you tell me the alphabet? He answered correctly until F. Okay. <laughs> How many days are in a year? I don't know. <laughs> How many hours are in a day? 24. How many minutes in an hour? I don't know. Is it because he actually didn't know these things? Because he only had a sixth grade education? Or... It could be. Because he's uh, got something going on up... Upstairs. Upstairs. I don't know. We'll see. Um, (laughs) Who was the Hindenburg? Answer. That was before our emperor. Question. Who is our Reichskanzler? Adolf Hitler, our Führer. So he answered that one right. Yeah, he got one right. Um, I thought Hitler wasn't in charge until 1939. No, that was when he invaded Poland. He this was is in 38. Charge. So I think he was actually... When did, I don't want to Google that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, I think maybe 1932, when he started to rise to chancellor. It doesn't matter. Um, the outcome of this test was, quote... Ludka is very physically healthy but feeble-minded since birth. He is orientated to time, place, and person. He cannot calculate or write and is unable to perform simple mental challenges. He is, however, fit to work as a cart driver. However, the third chamber of the... I practiced this one. Erbgesundheitsricht in Berlin ordered in January of 1939 that Ludka should be sterilized. Do you know what Gesundheit means? Bless you. In good, well, it means about you're right. In good health, oh, wow. so it's it, probably the health district. It's a law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> following the laws concerning prevention of posterity with a mental disease. So they're going to sterilize them because it's like we can't have any more of you. Yeah. <laughs> None of this. <laughs> There's a lot going on here, and we just we got other things to do. Okay. <laughs> Why did I tap my wrist? Like, time's out. <laughs> Time up. Get in the hospital. Just, you're done here. Uh, he went to the hospital in Berlin on May 22nd, 1940. Lutka and the police were no strangers, only small thefts. His criminal record showed no violence of sexual crimes, just things like stealing and selling wood on a regular basis. Oh, wow. Uh, he was no doubt... Uh, That's a were... unique thing. Like, oh, wood still wood. Well. Wow. Also, it's Germany where it actually gets cold there. Like, we need wood. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's the 30s and 40s, so there's not much else to steal in Germany. That's true. Uh, there was no doubt, no, stealing wood. There was no doubt that this wouldn't last long. First of all, Kopenick is only a small town. And second, his name. Ludke Landry was printed on the cart that he used in bold letters. Oh, well. 
Lutka stole a total amount of 13 by 28 cubic meters of wood worth a total of 187.5 Reichsmark. And he earned 13 Reichsmark with it. Oh, well. Everything that you have is worth 10 times, more than 10 times worth this. Thousand times. Yeah. Uh, it cost him three months in jail. The police in Kopenick noted, we don't think Bruno Lutka is a criminal. His crime was caused by his Dummheit, a, receipt of his, a result of his feeble mind. I cannot figure out the fact that, I mean, I guess I didn't, I never actually studied like internal Germany for people who were not Jewish during World War II or that were not different. I, well, even then he was obviously different than everyone else. So I know that they studied anyone who was in, anywhere like mentally different from anyone else and they were like take him like so i'm just listening to the story and i'm like how is he not how already is he taken? yeah how is he not already like dealt with especially since he was like now a criminal he just stole something he's been in jail for 13 months like you know what they do the people in jail in world war ii everything everything <laughs> no more toenails exactly like i don't know I know that we wouldn't, we don't talk about the Holocaust on this podcast because while that is, is a spoopy thing, that's not. Uh, we don't uh, give power to those. Yeah, things. to the, those certain things. So we don't give power to genocide. No. <laughs> um, or terrorist attacks. Yes. And so then I look at that and I'm just like, okay, but he is in the height of the Holocaust and this is happening. Anyways, continue. Uh, another case like that is a uh, stolen duck. On the evening of 16th, <laughs> February 1940, Ludka entered Café Fuchs. F-U-C-H-S. I guess I know. Fuchs. 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 Okay. The, <laughs> you're talking to someone who knows German, so I'm like, okay, Fuchs. And you're like, yeah, Fox. Yes. Uh, but I think it means Lasse. Fox. Oh. No. It means Fox. Café Fuchs. Yeah. Fuchs. <laughs> Um, blah, 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 what, blah. what is the word fuck in German? I don't know that one. I, I, I mean, I think I do, but it doesn't matter. Sexen. Sexen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Under his arm, a bag uh, with a dead duck. Enten. What? The Ente. Duck. I'm just telling you German words now. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's what you get for choosing a German topic. <laughs> no. No. He tried to sell the animal to a visitor for 15 Reichsmark. Another visitor paid attention as he was a police officer of the Sitzerheitpolizei. Um, so he confiscated the duck and arrested Bruno Lutke. At the Kupenik police station, they found out that Bruno stole the duck from a, a farmer named Skoll. Skoll reported the theft and stated that the duck had cost him 10 Reichsmark. Ludica stayed uh, in the detention on remand for five weeks, but was never tried, according to Clause 51 of the Penal Code. Is this going to get, like, exponentially bigger at some point? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. He's just, like, just stealing duck. ducks and wood, and I'm like, okay, and doesn't know math. Yep. <laughs> like, All oh, crimes. wow, this is scary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the real scary part's coming. Okay. Um, he could not be tried because he was feeble-minded. One month after he was released from jail, Bruno caught, was caught with a stolen cock. A rooster. Yeah, a rooster. Which he tried to sell in another local pub. <laughs> why does he keep taking them to pubs? Oh. Also, why would you take a rooster? Roosters, from what I understand, don't have good meat. Aren't the, the hens what you, what you want? I don't know. They're all chickens. It doesn't matter. Just chickens. 
Um, on just fucking him as a bird. Friday, 29th of January, 1943, Frida Rosner, a locally well-known 59-year-old widow, was murdered in the well woods. Well-known widow. You know what I mean. Oh. How dare you say that about Frida Rosner? She was just giving blowjobs. Uh, <laughs> a 59-year-old woman in a small town in Germany in the 1940s using sex for money? What else was there to do? Nothing. That or... <laughs> Love Hitler. <laughs> Just get some of the fucks. <laughs> Go down to Cafe Fucks. <laughs> um, she was murdered in her house, or in the woods near her house in Copenhagen. And I oop. She was found two days later strangled with her shawl. The murderer abused A her. <laughs> shaw. <laughs> Another sequence moment. Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he... The murderer abused her and stole her purse containing one Reichsmark. Immediately after he really they, got money. You got him. Time to retire. Yeah. Uh, immediately after they found the body, Kopenick police alarmed the homicide department of the Berlin police. A group of three detectives was formed by criminal commissar Heinz Franz, and other members of the team were KS. Does J usually make a Y noise in Ooh. German? KS J. What sound does the J letter usually make? Y. Yachod. Yeah. And K.S. Manka. On the same Sunday, they hurried to the scene of the crime. After checking various suspects, <laughs> K.K. Franz arrested Bruno Ludka on 18th of March, 1943. From his report, quote, On 18th of March, 1943, we learned that a worker named Bruno Ludka was a feeble-minded man who was known for troubling local women. As we figured that this man who lives in the area of Elisabethstrasse could know more about the murder, I questioned him at work. Following this informal interview, I got the impression that he should know more. Should know more. He should know something. <laughs> uh, Bruno's uh, was arrested. You need to be smarter. <laughs> yeah. You need to have more information yeah. than what you've told me. He was arrested. And can you tell someone that? Like, you don't know enough. 1940s <laughs> Germany, you can. You Honestly, truly. Uh, sole reason was that K.K. Franz had the impression that he should know more about the case of Frida Rosner. Also, you saying K.K. is uh, cracking me the fuck up because you you play Animal Crossing, but I don't know if you've gotten to this mm-hmm. point. With K.K. Slider, mm-hmm. it cracks me the fuck up. I was like, okay, there we continue. That's Criminal just my... Criminal Commissar Slider. <laughs> just like, K.K. Slider. <laughs> K.K. Franz. <laughs> um, there was absolutely no evidence against Ludka, and nobody pointed out Bruno Ludka to the police. It is not clear what Franz asked Ludka when he questioned him for the first time, but given Bruno's Ludka's mental level, he probably acted in a way that looked strange to Franz. And Franz interpreted this behavior in a way that suited his investigation. Suited. According to the confessions Ludka made directly after he was arrested, he had raped or tried to rape 50 women over a period of several years. It is strange, however, that he never mentioned again in the Ludka case. Also, for the years that Ludka was supposed to have done this, not a single complaint was made against Ludka by anybody. Um, it seems that the very first version by Ludka silently became a minor detail when Ludka confessed to the murder of Frieda Rosner. Shortly so you remembered it? Hmm? So you remembered it? Nothing. I'm just making a joke. Anymore. Wow. Uh, shortly after that, the murders of Kathy Munt, Bertha Schulz, and the Umans, K.K. Franz gave the impression that he learned from the Munt and Schulz case 
through Ludka, but from the original police files, we learned that Franz picked those up from prior cases of Ludka's confessions. Files prove... Uh, files prove that K.K. Franz searched for the murder cases in the Kopenick area and the archives of the Berlin Homicide Department immediately after Luca told him about 50 women uh, and about Rossner. After that, he talked to Ludka in the right direction, and Ludka immediately confessed to the Munt, uh, Munt and Schulz case. Strange moves by Ludka fit perfectly into the methods used by Franz. For example... Uh, uh, when Ludke confessed to murdering Herr and Frau Ullmann, he did not mention the murder of Frau Gutermann. This is strange because the murder took place just two days before the Ullmanns were murdered. Months later, when Franz asked about Frau Gutermann, Ludke suddenly remembered killing her, but he could not give any correct details about the murder. Only when K.K. Franz told him, uh, took him to the murder scene in Berlin, Ludke managed to do a little better. But this trip showed also that Ludke hardly knew the area. So they were like, okay, we think that you did this, but also you can't figure out anything. Yeah. <laughs> but also... They're just trying to attribute the crimes to someone. To someone. Exactly. So let, let's blame it on this person that everyone calls dumb. Yeah. Like, Take advantage of exactly. this person. Um, in the whole affair, there was only one known location that was... One location that was very well known to Ludke, and that was Frida Rosner's place. No surprise as he picked up and delivered her laundry every week. But even in this first case, he pointed out the wrong spots where he met with Frau Rosner. Furthermore, he should have been able to point out the exact location even before he visited the location with Franz. Or, yeah, Franz, but this was not the case. He couldn't give any correct information about the location of the murders in any of the cases. Not the Rosner case, not the Munt case, not the Schulz case. And not the Ullman's case. But he was already convicted in the first case, right? Did yes. I miss something? <laughs> he confessed to them. Confessed them. Why did he confess if he didn't actually do them? Girl. Or maybe he didn't confess. It was all just what the police say. That's also true. It's 1940s Germany. Yeah. So here we are. Um, during the first interviews, Ludke could not give any useful information about stolen items. Not what he took and not what he did with it. His incoherent stories about the locations and the stolen items combined with the pro prober conduct of Ludka's alibis should have opened the eyes of K.K. Franz and his men, but instead, Ludka's quick and easy confessions created euphoria with Franz. Meanwhile, we can only guess what Ludka's reasons for confessing in these murders would have been, but it seems to be the result of Ludka's uh, unstable mental capacities combined with physical violence, intimidation, and suggestive questioning and manipulation of his confessions. Well, I know that things are obviously much different um, here, but, like, when someone confesses something, don't they have to, like, prove a s slightly that they were a part of it somehow? Am I just making that up? I don't know. I've never confessed anything. <laughs> confessed any crimes. Are you ready? Have I done any crimes? I stole things from the bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> you did that earlier, yeah. I, I already confessed to that. Uh, that's on microphone. Hey. Uh, stole things legally. You. Is that <laughs> technically allowed? Um, I don't know that any of this is legal. It was, it was not a property of the bookstore anymore. I wrote it off. Tax write-off. Exactly. It's written off. So it's now no one's. It's no man's land. It's mine. <laughs> Finders keeper. Finders keeper. <laughs> um, Stupid. Yeah. What was I saying? 
you know there's not a difference between there's a big difference between now here and germany in oh yeah ways. um so like looking at like confessionals don't you have to like actually have some not confessionals that's church stuff confessions don't you have to like prove like oh yeah well i know like because i mean we look at murders multiple times we're like yeah i confess to it let me take it to these bodies and if he was like yeah i confess to it and then took them nowhere I'm like yeah, this is. I mean, a very a, a simple. I would take a the word of a simple man more than I would of a businessman, honestly. Because a simple man would be like, "Yep, this is what I know," and then a businessman would be like, "Well, let me tell you all the ways that I've you're extrapolated the details." Exactly. Of this. So, like a, a simple man, I'm like, okay, we're just not. We're just go. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> but then again, if you're talking about murder, like it's kind of intense. Yeah. I'll allow it. Keep going. Um, from the original files of the 51 confessed murders, it becomes clear that the confessions made by Bruno Lidke are the result of K.K. Franz's method of questioning. Uh, Lidke didn't tell Franz about any of the murders. Franz told Lidke about them, and Lidke confessed uh, exactly the way that Franz wanted him to confess. Yes, because I'm sure he was like, oh, well, I'm your friend. Let me help you. Like, if we get you a confessional, then everything will be fine. He'd be like, oh, well, I'll do whatever you need me to. Once again, you're talking to a simple man who just wants people to like him. Like, like maybe he did murder uh, uh, Rosner. I think if he did anything, he murdered the first person. Yes. And no one else. <laughs> yes. And uh, the first 20 cases of in Berlin, uh, the Hosong case and the Genthin opened uh, in a way for K.K. Franz to tackle all of the unsolved murders in the rest of Germany. Oh, boy. So, so he basically, say, look how good I am at my job. I found the killer. He's I, killed all yeah. these people. Yeah. That's uh, stupid. Reconstructions of the formal interrogations gives a clear view of the method, methods used by K.K. Franz. The questioning about a new murder case comes out of the blue. The usual question for Bruno Lidke in such a case was usually if he had ever been to a certain town or village. Most of the times, his reaction to the question was No. Through several interviews, most of the time giving enough evidence that Brut Luca doesn't know what he's talking about, he is talked into a confession that fits the case a little. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's there's some more questions here, but uh, Bruno Luca may have been feeble-minded, but he was not stupid. After some time, he was very well aware of the questionings he had to ask at KK Franz in order to get help when he was confessing. This becomes clear when the formal interrogations. K.K. Franz refers to a point they discussed in an earlier informal interview. He always used a sort of pay attention single signal with starting by, I want to think deeply. When Ludke, Ludke would say that? Or, no, oh. the investigator. When Ludke did not have a straight answer to the question, he always tried to figure out what he was, what the desired answer would be. So this be. man has created this... this Confession machine. A confession machine, exactly. I want to think deeply. He'd tell him like, Hey, Dumbo, listen up. Oh, I'm sorry, that's mean. But basically, like, I mean, everyone's called him dumb this entire time. So, like, it's not that mean for me to say this about this person. Um, so he's basically like, listen up. He's, he's a trained dog is what he is. Yep. It's like, hey, I'm trying to get you to confess about this. Like, snap, snap, pay attention. Like, I want to think deeply about this. And other times, like, you can not pay attention to anything else. But if I want you to pay attention to this. I'll say these I'll words. I'll say these words. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Uh, Luca did not have straight answers. He always tried to figure out what the desired answer would be by asking semi-rhetorical questions. For example, the name of the town is at the tip of my tongue. It must have taken something else, but I can't recall what it was. Or it can't have been in the summer. It must have been in the winter. KK Franz jumped at it by asking new suggestive questions or by ending the interview. In most cases, Luca did not know the right answer during the next interview. But see, in America or United States now, um, that you can your defense can be like that's suggestive, like because lawyers are held by standards that say you can't do these things. But this is Nazi Germany in the middle of the '40s, so yep. they're just like, well, we think this is the person who did it, so. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to. And I work for the state. So if you tell me anything else... Go into a concentration camp. You're going camp. to concentration camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord. Um, a man who did not manage to steal a, ch- a chicken from a chicken house without even being seen would be the same man who managed to murder 51 women over a period of 20 years without 51? I'm sorry. What happened? Where did 51 come from? Those are the ones he's confessed to. How? I thought we only had like the one and then the couples. No, he confessed to 51. This questioning led him to confess to 51 murders. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, He traveled through Germany by train, by bike, hiking, and by foot, murdering women in every corner of the country, only to to immediately return to Copenhagen because nobody there missed him even for one day, not his mother or his boss. The truth is, Luca had no geographical knowledge of Germany at all and didn't even know how to buy a train ticket. He didn't know how to leave his hometown. For example. He barely got further than a horse and buggy would take him. Yes. And like, to get laundry. Mm-hmm. Oh my but God. he's murdering people in Berlin, in Sudetenland. No, you know who's murdering people in Berlin? The Nazis. Mm-hmm. And they're just blaming, the state's like, well, we got to cover this up so we're not looking like diabolical, diabolical people when they're murdering fucking millions of people. Here we are, like, oh my God. Yep. The Sudetenland is like South German. Sudeten is South. South. Um, Southland. Oh, I know. Okay. I was just saying other areas of the country. It's, it's the, like. It's not prescribed here. I it's like where Munich is. is. So. Um, I like that you're using the German state province names. Sudetenland. You're welcome. Um, oh. So, he, yeah, you're welcome. Say thank you. Thank you. Here are some examples of questions that they did ask. KK Franz, how did you buy a ticket? Ludka, simple. I just said that I want a ticket to there and there. KK Franz, but where? Ludka will not think. Ludka, I will think about that during the night. Next morning. KK Franz, how did you buy a ticket to that place? Ludka, I went to the ticket window and asked for a ticket to Silesia. KK Franz. He doesn't know that. So that means that I was like, I'll wait until to tell you tomorrow and... He's like, well, let me tell you about it tonight, yeah. and you just remember it, memorize it. For me. it. Yeah. Uh, I went to the ticket window and asked for a ticket to Silesia. Franz, what is Silesia? Ludka, it's a city. KK Franz, but Bruno, Silesia is a province. It's more than a city. It's much bigger with many towns. Ludka, I call that a city. <laughs> the entire state of Texas is one city. city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Uh, this didn't keep Franz from reporting that Ludka's knowledge of most places outside Berlin is, quote, amazing. Amazing. Everything's amazing. I love being outside of my city. Mm-hmm. Okay, this story is pissing me off. In the whole Ludka file, there is no mention of any truck driver who took Ludka hiking. 
Um, it's ridiculous to even consider the possibility that Luca managed to travel in wartime Germany, 1939 through 43, in the way that he told. There was no, there's nothing else going on here. I don't mm-hmm. understand. Police and others were constantly checking every ta- traveler looking for escaped forced laborers and por- uh, prisoners of war. Yet, they did not find a single policeman who checked Ludka during one of his trips. No. There is no signature for the killer, meaning that there are no clear similarities in the murder cases and uh, proof that it's the work of one man. Also, the policing in Germany would be very heightened right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Because, I mean, the student... It'd be military police. Yeah. The student land was kind of protected at this point by Austria, which was occupied, and Italy, which was their ally. So, like, there's not many people, like, going throughout this, but, like, that's one thing. Berlin was over on the west side of the... or east side of the country, and that was always a disaster. Um, I don't know. I don't like this. Yeah. All of it's not working for me. You'd find this man. This man would be somewhere. All cases show different facts of the case, different ways of killing, and different motives. Dr. Weiner told... Blau, uh, a Dutch former chief of police Blau. research. B-L-A-U-W. That's blue with a W on the end of it. B-L-A-U-W? B-L-A-U is blue in oh. German. And then with a I was W. Like, you're not a great speller. That's yeah. not blue. <laughs> that's not blue. You didn't spell it right. <laughs> okay. Um, that even supervising the Reichskriminalpolizeamt never managed to connect the murders. None of the murder scenes, uh, none of the murder scenes, the police managed to find any useful fingerprints either. Uh, Bruno Lutka was liquidated in a police prison in Vienna. It becomes clear with a telex message from KK Franz stated the 1st of March, 1944. The reason for this is due to clause quote 51 uh, situation. He would escape being tried on the other hand, the phenomenon of a serial killer in the National Socialist Police State was unthinkable, and he had to be kept under the hat. Also, it was very possible that Bruno Lutke, once on trial, would have understood that Franz could not protect him and could revoke his, quote, confessions. Besides that, a lawyer, uh, but also the DA, after serious studies of the files, would come into the conclusion that the whole evidence was questionable and based on a, uh, false testimonies. Such a defeat would be unthinkable for the uh, RKPA and the RSHA. I don't know what those are. I'm sure Nazi organizations. Yeah. Uh, especially after the commotion of the Ludke case caused, even with Himmler. Himmler was a scientist, wasn't he? No, that was... Some... He was the general. Yeah. Um, I think he was the one that masterminded concentra- concentration camps. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So they liquidated him, like killed him, ki- turned him to liquid. I'm sure. I'm sure they just liquidated. Shot him. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. So, a police state. Yeah, absolutely. A murder in a police state that the police are just like, we got all these murders, and oh, we need to figure it we out. Need so to blame someone on this. You're gonna be the Some, fall guy. Yeah, you're you're dumb. And we're we gonna can, we can manhandle confessions out of you pretty easily, so we're gonna get you for fifty one. Can't believe. So I'm I'm not gonna lie here, and I have to look at this, and I'm like, okay, nineteen 
early 1900s Germany, um, or anywhere, honestly, uh, I'm thinking this pro- person probably had Down syndrome or something similar to it. Um, um, judging, which uh, probably not a good judgment from his picture, it doesn't look like he has Down syndrome. Yeah. This is what he looks like. Okay. I, I'd still say it was a genetic deformity here. Um, not deformity, genetic disorder here. Um, that I think might have played a factor. And it, they definitely took advantage. It was one of those, those people, because I mean, I've known plenty of people who um, were very agreeable people. Um, and I mean, there's always like, I'm not always. There is a mental illness associated with something along the lines of that. And so it's like, okay, you're just going with, you just want people to like you. So you're you're agreeing with whatever they With ask. whatever they say. So this man that you think that you can trust is like, oh, well, I'll take care of you. He'll tell you behind closed doors. I'll take care of you. Don't worry. Like, it's going to sound like I'm really angry at you later. Don't worry about it. This is what I need you to say. And be like, okay, well, I'll say it. And then you fucking say the magic words. Uh, and all of a sudden he says it. That's so sad. Yep. Which means that because we we looked at um, uh, Karl Dinka that was in the at, just after World War One in Germany, and they were just like, oh well, Karl Dinka. There's no serial killer here, and people just kept on disappearing, and everything was just fine. But he was selling human bodies to people in a pork shop. Like, ooh, it did get the yeah. It wasn't even okay. It's fine. The it will go through these wires. Oh, okay. Um, so I was just like, okay, I'm thinking of Carl Dinka at this moment, and there is so much shit. First of all, there's so much shit happening in Germany already in the 1940s. You've been lying. Um, and also, Carl Dinka just got away with this for years by killing more people than we will ever know. And that's the thing that I look at these serial killers, and people are like, oh, this serial killer said... Or this serial killer killed this many people. Most serial killers we don't have a number for, like, and we'll never have a number for. Like, the only one that I think we had like a somewhere actual accurate number so far for any of the people that we've researched is Jeffrey Dahmer, because Jeffrey Dahmer was so proud about his killings that he was like, "This is what I did. This is what I did. This is, here we go. I'm on camera for 60 hours. Let's talk about it." You know. Yep. Um, I mean, well, there's like that, and then the Candyman who murdered all kinds of people, buried him in the bottom of a boat house mm-hmm. and then they were like after 26 they're like we don't need to pull any exactly. more out we no don't we're done exactly we hit our limit at 28 we're done you know and that's i i can't i uh, i mean we we have that all the time and like i don't know the thought of this is in the the thought of thinking about this in two different contexts first of all in a context of there's a serial killer out there doing these things then you got the wrong guy not even looking at the fact that this is Nazi Germany and that Nazi Germany was probably the ones that were doing this yes. <laughs> when they were like, oh, you pissed me off in the street. You probably stepped on an SS officer's boots and then they came in the middle of the night and took you. And you're like, well, someone murdered her, you know, like she's gone. Like, whoops. Like, yep. And you could do that. And I don't know. Looking at, that's so sad. Poor guy. <laughs> yep. 
Because uh, I don't think that he did this. He might have killed the first person. Maybe. I'm not even sure that he did that. I'm not certain that he did that. He because... couldn't tell her. He couldn't show where he, she was murdered. He went to her house. Yeah. And she was murdered in the woods. He's like, oh, yeah, I know her. And then, like, took him to their house. And they're like, no, we need to know where she was murdered. And, like, uh, like. In uh, her bed. Her bed? Uh, nope. I don't know. No. How about over here? Does this look familiar? Yes. Oh, this yeah, looks very familiar. Yeah, I know these woods. Mm-hmm. Like, that was probably the answer that he was giving. Like, oh, yeah, I know these. Like, it. That doesn't mean that he's the one who killed her. I don't know. That's that's sad. Yeah. It's sad. His name is forever tarnished. Here we go. He's apparently and, a Germany's serial killer, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I did just read that he was liquidated, meaning that he meant that he was lethally injected. Oh. At, in 1940s? As a test subject. Oh. Well, that means that it was experimentation. He was probably given something crazy that mm, hurt like hell. An oak. No. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that one. Because we tried to forget about it. Uh, If I were a tree, I would have to say... An oak. oak. <laughs> love that. Good times. Good times. You know what I love, though? What? Economy works. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. Hey, are you a small business to owner trying to do it all? Maybe Take I mar- might be. Well, basically. <laughs> Take marketing, for example. Nowadays, your business has to have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn account. Who has the time to take pictures, write posts, and get them all posted on lo- online? On loan. Let alone like, comment, share, and respond to followers. Don't worry. Economy Works is here to help. Let the Economy Works Talent Network help you do marketing so you can grow your business. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W R I K S.com. Economy Works. Yum. Um, also, we've talked about this multiple times because uh, Spencer and I cannot not do drag race references ever. Um, cannot not do drag race references ever. Not no? this. Not this. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to listen to our Rupee podcast. I almost said Spoopy. Our Rupee, you're listening to our Spoopy podcast, but also you should listen to our Rupee podcast. Uh, we have been talking about Canada's Drag Race, and we just got done with Canada's Drag Race finale. With our, our dear winner. What's her name? Priyanka! As she follows me on Twitter. Um, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm ill. You have to leave. <laughs> um... But also, we talk about all the things that are uh, drag race, period. Uh, we talked about, we started with Dragula. We went to uh, Drag Race Season 12. We then went to All AS Stars 5. 5. And then Canada's Drag Race. And now, next week, we're starting a, an, new, venture a new venture in our, our Rupee podcast. Honestly, it's franchise. a very new venture. <laughs> we're going to talk about Drag Race Holland. Yes, because we're also going to listen to people talk in Dutch and read subtitles the entire time. So, if you enjoyed my rendition of German, today here we go (laughs) i I think we're gonna be lucky because they're gonna have like uh names that we can pronounce so we'll see what happens that's what i said about drag race thailand (laughs) and that did not happen um uh, but also i also want to shout out to our sister podcast let's Let's talk talk about about gay stuff uh because they are our sister podcast the the misters with sisters the sisters with misters Sisters Mister who sisters. are misters. That one. Um, that's cute. Yeah, Is that sis- a thing? Sisters who are misters. Mister sisters. Mister sisters. Uh, because they are our um, 
our, our dear friends, our legends, icons, groundbreaking, never been seen before, Bus, iconic, plane, another club, <laughs> another club, no sleep, no sleep. Yeah, they are uh, teaching the children. They're walking the children through nature. Oh my god, I don't see you walking children with nature, Tell but I see them walking children. With nature. I do mm-hmm. because they are letting everyone know uh, our great history and our great um, idols. And I don't think that anyone knows what they actually talk about. What are they talking about? Gay stuff. Gay stuff. Oh. Uh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, uh, economical tensions between Lithuania and Belarus? I feel like they sometimes do. I think so. <laughs> I'm pretty they, sure that's They start out with about. their kiki and they just talk about what's the going on. The effect of plastics on the Pacific Exactly. Ocean. And I'm like, oh, wow. This is informative this is and interesting. And interesting. And I've got this. And it's great. It's like the... Fun NPR. Uh, you, I NPR love NPR. Is fun, I think yeah. NPR is fun. <laughs> Funner NPR uh, and also gay. Yes. <laughs> it's so gay. It's gay NPR. <laughs> gay NPR. It's, uh, it's very NPR's accurate. already pretty gay. Gay NPR. I know they do. Uh, you are not the first gay that I know that has listened to NPR. Did you know that uh, Raynell actually really loves NPR? Every single time I got in my van after you got in NPR. <laughs> I think... Yeah, so you might have, um, but also I, he did that before you worked there. So no, no, no. no. Uh, but also, yes, let's talk about gay stuff. You should follow them at uh, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram. Talk gay stuff on Twitter and Let's Talk About Gay Stuff dot com. Um, but also send them an email at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at gmail dot com. Uh, they teach you all the things. I also love, I also love what I lo- I'm going on about them. Uh, what I love about them just as gush, well. Geez. I, I'm just uh, um, Did you know that the clean version of Wet Ass Pussy is Wet and Gushy? Yes. It's terrible. That came out like the day after. You didn't yeah. know that? Well, yes. I know that's worse than Wet Ass Pussy. I think that's pussy. worse than Wet Ass Pussy. Yeah. Anyway, so what I was gushing about. <laughs> She's actually talking about pie. Yeah. Ew. Um, was, uh, oh, the straight people that listen to it. Some people, somebody, so if you're listening to this podcast for some reason and you're straight... No, let me reword it. <laughs> Some, yeah, no. If you if you're listening to this podcast and you've made the physical choice to be straight, well, I love that the wording that I meant to say was if you're listening to this podcast and you're straight for some reason is what I meant to say. But I said if you're listening to this podcast for some reason, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you straight. if you happen to be here and you're straight, no. If if you're here listening to this podcast, you're already doing that. But you happen to be straight. Good luck. But also, <laughs> that's a choice. It's a choice. Respect it, but uh. yeah. Um, you should go listen to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff because a lot of people don't actually, when they listen to this podcast, they don't actually realize that they're just like, oh, it's just a bunch of gays doing whatever. It is. But also, they talk about a lot of important things that a lot of straight, straight people have never heard of and a lot of gay people have never heard of. Mm-hmm. So you go and listen to the podcast and you're going to learn something today, okay? Gay history is world history. Exactly. And that's what Savannah tells me whenever she listens to, uh, to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. She's like, I had no idea about this. And I was like, yeah, bitch. It's real. It's real. And I think one of my friends, ooh, who was it? I think it's Alyssa. I don't remember. But they were like, oh, no. She was telling me about Pose. Uh, and she was like, I didn't know that, like, she didn't realize, because everyone's always heard about the AIDS crisis in the 80s. Uh, but then they watched Pose, and they're like, wow, I didn't realize how, how big of a deal it was. Girl, go listen to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff, talk about that episode. Because 
they then tell you fired they up. tell you a lot more information about the AIDS pandemic than you actually realize. And the fact that it's it is was and still is a global pandemic. So you guys talk about the global pandemic this year and like oh, it'll be over soon. The AIDS pandemic has been a pandemic for 40 fucking years and it still will be. So this is not just going away, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I, I tell people like let's be real, okay? Okay. Uh, and also the fact that the government just like didn't say anything about it. Anyways, I'm going on about what you guys said. This is our speed podcast, and uh, this is about us and not anyone else. It's our podcast, and, <laughs> and not, not yours, not theirs. Um, yeah, we have a pretty long episode. I think we should wrap it up here. I can't believe that it was so long. We had such short topics. I know. <laughs> we should tell people to uh, get, get spooky with it. <laughs>